Episode 5 of the Music for Ministry Podcast. Welcome to the Music for Ministry Podcast, providing an in-depth look at the ministry of music through the lives of music leaders today. Hello, and welcome to the Music for Ministry Podcast. I'm your host, David West, and this is the podcast for those who are passionate about ministering with music. I'm excited about our show today. Today's guest is Pastor Danny Sweat. He's the pastor of Berean Baptist Church in Lilburn, Georgia. We met up with him at the Wilds Music Conference in Brevard, North Carolina. In addition to pastoring Berean Baptist Church, he's also a frequent conference speaker and has contributed to numerous periodicals. We're excited to have him on our show today. But first, let's look at our musical resource. Check out this week's valuable musical resource. Today's musical resource is called The Singer's Studio. It's voice lessons with instant pitch feedback, and it's available as an app for the iPhone, the iPod Touch, or the iPad. And what it is, it's voice and ear training software. Students get a chance to see visually whether or not they're singing in tune. Uh, The correct pitches are displayed on the screen, and a little line comes up as they sing, showing them if they're sharp or if they're flat. I've used it with some excellent results in our Christian school, especially with our junior high. But it comes with 36 voice lessons for the beginner, advanced, and intermediate student. So if you're looking for this type of software, you'll find a link to the Singer Studio at graceforall.com forward slash music for ministry. It's time to head over to our interview. We're here with the pastor of Green Baptist Church, Danny Sweat, and he's also authored several books on music. He has been here at the Wilds Conference this year as one of the keynote speakers and I want to find a little bit more about Danny Sweat. Where did you grow up in the country? Most of my childhood was spent in, in Pensacola, Florida, West Florida. Did you grow up in a Christian home? Yes. Uh, although my father wasn't saved until I was in junior high school, they always kept us in good churches. So from my childhood, we were in church on a regular basis. So yes, I grew up in a Christian home and, uh, and really the benefit of great preaching and great music and back in the beginning. Were there Christian schools? I I attended a Christian school from the 6th grade up through the 10th grade. I'd been in public school up until then, up until the 6th grade. Then after 10th grade, I was in public school, graduated from public high school. Good. When did you trust the Lord as your Savior? I was saved at 11. I was, again, growing up in a good church, but had never really been able to settle uh, my salvation until I was 11. And it was a Wednesday night service. I came forward in the service, and a young student, actually, from Tennessee Temple University was there who had spoken. He took time and talked with me, and I settled uh, my salvation uh, on that day. Uh, Well, what role did music play in your life as a young person? Well, my my mom and dad liked music. They were not musicians at all, but we had music playing a lot in our home. I remember as a child, it was in the days of radio, and we used to sometimes gather around the radio and listen to certain musical things, and they liked music, so I enjoyed it. What really got me into singing was in church. 
as I began to be in junior high school, uh, there were people in the church who loved to work with young people, and they put us in groups. And so I began to sing in the choir and in the small groups, and that got me interested in music. Then when I went to public high school, we had a very fine choral music program, and I went immediately into that, enjoyed the, the classics, enjoyed uh, uh, singing in large musical groups, and it was, it was an incentive to me. And later on, when I went to college, it seemed to be a logical thing that Lord might use me in that area, so got a degree in music when I, when I went to college. Did you play any other instruments? Briefly. Played a trumpet for a little while, but that was not my thing. I decided singing was what I would prefer to do, and that's where I have my emphasis. And how about any person that influenced you growing up? Well, there was, there was a woman who actually was was a cook. She was not a trained musician, but she was the one who put us into a little musical group and, and a little quartet. And I really owe my start to her because she used to teach us how to sing parts and work with us as young boys. We were terribly obnoxious, but uh, that got me in the in the process. And then, of course, uh, being in the choir. But of course, in college, I had heroes that I s- sat under. And I learned then that to learn to listen to some of these men that were way beyond me that really encouraged and helped me. So it set a pattern, really, for me uh, of energy, dedication, Christian commitment. Frank Garlock, I was in his choir four years at uh, Bob Jones and also Dr. Gustafson. I had the privilege of singing in several oratorios and operas, and I worked under them. They were a tremendous impact on me, but I think as much as anything, beside their musical talent, was their, their character and just the leadership they exhibited, the confidence, the even the humility that they had before the Lord was a great challenge to me as a young man. So at what point in your life did you really take that call to the ministry seriously? Actually, I was in 10th grade. I was 16. And I really felt, I was in, at that time, the last, my last year in the Christian school, I felt Lord calling me into some sort of ministry. I wasn't sure exactly what it would be, but I was willing to do whatever the Lord wanted. I really was thinking more in terms of working in a youth program. When I went to college, I decided that music was one area that unless you were trained, you could not be effective. So I decided that I could learn how to do youth, but music was something I needed the uh, training. So I took a degree in music rather than in youth work. So how long were you a music pastor before? Before becoming pastor, I was a music pastor for 24 years. I worked in a number of churches, and um, that was my primary focus. Although, and as an assistant pastor, you do many, many things, and I, over those 24 years, was in charge of many things. But uh, music was always one of those uh, things that I did as uh, part of my ministry. Today, we have our challenges in the music ministry in the local church. But what were some of the problems that you saw or faced during the time you were minister of music? Well, I think. In the early years, uh, this was back in the 60s, the late 60s, there was really a lack of good music available. It just wasn't out there. It wasn't being printed. People weren't writing it. That's changed dramatically. Today, there's just a huge amount of Christian music available, uh, Many of it, much of it written by people that I know, people that are good, strong, fundamental people who write beautiful music. And so that's, that's been a huge change in the time that I've been in the music ministry. The other thing is, of course, just the style of music. Um, the, back when I began, the, the music in churches was pretty much the same. Um, by that, I mean the Methodists, Presbyterians, Baptists were pretty much standard. You had choirs and orchestras and pianos and organs, and congregational singing was pretty much standard. 
that began to change dramatically in the 60s and 70s as the new phenomena of rock music began to be more pervasive in our culture. People like Elvis Presley and the Beatles and those types of things began to be so common that the churches began to almost panic, thinking they were losing the young people. Of course, a pragmatic approach was, well, then we must change what we're doing. And it, we went through a period in the 70s when everything that was old was bad. And so people tried to invent new things, new music, new styles. That has changed a lot because I think a subtle thing that is, has changed music in our churches took two things. One is because there is so much music available, the the saleability, what is what is appealing, what are people going to buy, uh, change music. Most of our music is published by, by companies that are for-profit companies. Therefore, it doesn't matter if there's good things. If no one's buying it, they're not going to publish it. That's made a dramatic impact on music. And then, of course... The other thing is the desire to please the people in the congregation. We may term it, term it seeker-friendly, but it basically means that the, the deciding factor on music is not its worthiness, but whether or not it's acceptable or liked by the people. And so something may be worthy, but if it's not something that people will enjoy, then we're not going to do it. So that has dramatically changed the services in most all sorts of churches. So the, the trends that you were seeing with rock and roll and the changes in the music styles of the church, is that what led you to write your book on music? Yes. Ba- back in those days, actually, I, I'd been out of college probably not quite 10 years. Because I was in music and I had done some speaking in the subject, I had was asked quite often to come to a conference or to a, a meeting and speak on the subject. And I actually wrote the book not intending it to be published, wrote it just for myself because I wanted to kind of write down some things that I was thinking. And Actually, Dr. Dwight Gustafson and Bob Jones got a hold of the manuscript and suggested to me that it might be something we would want to publish. So Bob Jones Press published it, I think it was in 1971, I believe. But uh, it remained in print for about 20 years, and it was a book of basically looking at those early days of the changes in music. And I, I laid down some criteria by which the layperson could evaluate music, determ- determining whether or not it was appropriate and I think the Lord used that in many ways. I tried to write not to the to the trained musician as much as to the layperson who isn't a musician to help them with some guidelines that, that, that they could sort through some of the confusing circumstances they found themselves in. Well, what advice would you give to young people today that would be interested in maybe being a, a music pastor? Well, I think, first of all, music is a, one of those ministries that does require skill and training. I think you, I would say my, my decision about going to Bob Jones as a 17-year-old really was where can I get the best training available? That was, that was the only criteria I had. There were many things the Lord had in mind beside that, but that was my thought. And I think that, first of all, if you're going to be a church musician, you need to be trained. So I would, I would say you need to find a place where you can receive good training. I think more importantly than that, I went before I went to Bob Jones, I, I pretty much had my music standards settled in my own mind. I had grown up in a good church. I had been in good, had been good teaching. So I wasn't shaken a lot by what was going on in the, in the world. And I think that for any musician to have your standards and your, your thoughts about music settled before you go into your training really is a very helpful thing because there are pressures, as I said, the whether people like it or not, there's the financial pressures involved. And I think that it's very important for someone to understand biblically the subject of music itself, uh, the broader subject of worship as it applies to our public services, uh, to realize that our part of the service is to help in aiding people in coming before the Lord and worshiping the Lord and praising the Lord with our singing. 
that the audience in our music is the Lord and not people. So there are some basic concepts that I would say would be very valuable for a young person to have settled. I think also to be around good people. One of the things that, that has impacted me tremendously, I mentioned uh, Dr. Garlock and Dr. Gustafson and other great men I was able to know and be around that helped me so much to understand things that I would not have known otherwise. And I think having some mentors and people that you can be around is a tremendous help. And I've made it my practice even as I was out of college to go and spend time with people that I knew were good, that knew what they were doing, people that I appreciated and that I respected, um, ask questions and try to learn from them. So as a, a pastor now, has your perspective changed any in regards to the music that we use in our local church? No, I, I think really uh, it helps because I have some understanding more of the music in the local church uh, ministry than an average pastor would because of my 24 years of working in that area. So I think I can appreciate the music more, and I can also perhaps in some ways guide our music pastor and to uh, make suggestions about things that we might do. We're In our church, we, we pretty much look at things, evaluate things, make sure they're as good as we can do them. And uh, so... I think that being having now being a senior pastor, I just maybe appreciate music more. I know that the music ministers to me, and before I preach, the sort of music we have is a tremendous help to me before I get up. And I, I just appreciate so much what the ministry of music is in my life and know that if it's ministering to me, it must be ministering to our people. And I think that's such an important aspect that, that music is not entertainment. Music is really a ministry. And the ministry is very important. It's very important for many reasons, but it also is a great help to the pastor uh, who is going to have to be up to, to preach the word in a few moments. Are there any other subjects uh, that you're interested in writing about? Yes, there are a couple that I have done a great deal of speaking on. I've done a lot of teaching on the subject of church administration and organization, and I have thought about a book. I've written some things down about uh, the idea of organizing and developing our churches based on biblical models. There are many models in the New Testament that help us to understand how we can better serve the Lord, organize our time. Uh, that's something I think I'd like to maybe sit down sometime and write a, write a book about. I think it'd be important to help that. I think the other issue that perhaps I could be some help would be staff relationships. We have in our church five assistant pastors. I've been in other church staff. Every church I've been in, we've had a church staff, although I'm not, I wasn't the senior pastor. But the relationship between the men on the staff and the relationship of the staff to the church, the deacons, I think is a very important area that many uh, many churches, I think, don't take full advantage of the gifts of the men or use that dynamic in uh, helping the church to be everything it should be. And I think with the experience I've had on both sides of the issue of being an assistant and now a senior pastor, I might have something to contribute to that discussion that I might at some point sit down and write down. I understand your church also has a music school. How does that work? When we uh, started our church in Atlanta, we're outside of Atlanta, we uh, realized that the public school music programs in many, many, much of our area was not satisfactory. Our kids who were in public school did not participate. The Christian school sometimes had a limited program. Most homeschoolers got no training as far as through their homeschooling. So we decided there was a, a void that we might fill. We had a fine music pastor and many musical people in our church. The church kind of attracted musical people. And we thought this is something we could do to help the Christian family. We're concerned about our children, about the families. 
So we started our music academy, first of all, to train our own children to be a help to the families. We offer all the, the instruments, piano, voice, all those things. We have had as many as 220 students in our music academy. Uh, another side of that we did not really anticipate as much is that the outreach in the community, uh, music is an attractive thing to some families. They want their children to be taught. So they have learned about our academy, bring their children over to be taught, and we have actually reached several families uh, who have been saved and brought into the ministry through the Music Academy, through their children. And plus, we are now into this thing a number of years, and we're seeing, we actually have students who have graduated from college with degrees in music who came through our Music Academy. Some are back in our church serving, but we also see a continuous generation supply of new musicians, new pianists, new violinists. We have uh, different instruments, and it, it really has enhanced our church program in music, choir, the, the orchestra. As a matter of fact, our Easter program this year will be done with full orchestra, and many of those uh, players have actually grown up right through our music academy. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. What would be the best way for people to find out more about you or the ministry there at Berean Baptist Church? Uh, we have a, a, a very fine website. Uh, the web address for us is Berean, B-E-R-E-A-N-Baptist.org. And if you uh, dial that up, you'll find out a lot about us. Sermons are on there. We have music, actually have musical examples on there, some songs on there, uh, a lot of things about our ministry. We'd love for people to go to the website and see what we do. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Sweat. You're very welcome. God bless you. Appreciate all the fine work that you've done over the years. Thank you. This brings us to the end of the Music for Ministry podcast. You can find links and program notes to our show at graceforall.com forward slash music for ministry. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to tell your friends about it and do me a favor. Head over to iTunes and give us a rating and give a review, and also feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Have a great day, and make music for ministry your passion, too. The Music for Ministry podcast is a production of Grace for All Publications.